We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Cheryl Lynn, and we are back for another juicy uh, studio podcast about Joyly and Joy. And Melissa Porterfield is with us coming live from where? Houston, Texas. Oh my God, I love Houston, Texas. I was just yeah. with the chair of Joy. The weather's great. There was convertibles. I remember when it was still snowing in Wisconsin. So, um, yeah. I have so many questions for you, Melissa, but I would just love to save some time by you sharing who you are, what you're up to in the world, and then I'll get into all of my questions. Okay, thanks so much. So I um, am actually making a, a bit of a pivot in my business. I started my business uh, working with startups to um, create their ideal company culture and their work environments, preferably before they started hiring people. Uh, and I discovered as I was working with a lot of these entrepreneurs is that they hadn't been CEOs before. Uh, and you know, a lot of the more technical kind of folks have never been in a leadership position before. And so I started moving more in the direction of doing executive coaching. And then last year in the midst of everything that was going on in 2020, I decided that um, I really wanted to focus on working with women. And so um, I'm a naturally highly intuitive person and I've always used it in my business. It's always helped me. Um, I wasn't using it to make business decisions. And I realized that a lot of other women entrepreneurs I knew weren't using it either. So um, the coaching that I'm doing, the program is called the Leadership Vibe and it's coming out soon. And um, what I do is I work with women on how to tap into their own intuition and use that inner guidance. Doesn't mean we don't still have to do our homework. Unfortunately, we do. But to tap into that own inner guidance that we have so that we feel confident about the decisions that we're making and we're gaining insights that perhaps we hadn't gotten before. Uh, and it's driving innovation, of course, creating more of an impact. So um, I'm really excited about that. I've been working one-on-one -on -one with some folks and um, I've got a, an online group program that's gonna be launching here in the next month or so that I'm excited about. If you could, it helps our CEOs that are listening understand um, a little bit better. If you could tell us one really short, uh, concise um, success story from one of your clients. Who were they I've, when you came in and who were they when you were complete with them? Yes, absolutely. So I have um, one woman that I was working with that is um, in a corporate job right now and is just stuck. She, um, she's unhappy where she is and she's scared to make a move because, you know, she's what ifing and second guessing, you know, what if I lose everything? And so, um, what she and I have been working on is really figuring out what it is that she wants. Um, and by doing that, 
through her intuition, not, not just um, cognitively, you know, weighing pros and cons, not, not anything against that, but to really get down to what's going to make her bloom, what's going to make her joyful, what's going to make her happy every day and doing what she loves. And uh, we managed to get her there and she is uh, starting her own her own business and she's going to be highly highly successful i can tell already but it took us a little bit so when you say um to get her to become happy and joyful what does that mean for her for you well for her um she's a highly creative person and so she was constantly coming up with these great ideas she does leadership development she was coming up with these great ideas and her boss was just shooting her down just nope didn't like any of them and uh she was feeling really stifled because that's what she loves to do and and she's extremely creative so um we are you know we've worked together and she is uh she's decided to make the leap and go into business for herself and put all those creative ideas to use so it seems to me that when she then decided to make the leap, you were extremely joyful too. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. There's nothing that makes me happier than to see a woman that's not going, oh, what if this? And wait a minute, let me let me think about this for three hours. And, you know, all these scenarios that go in our heads. You're laughing. You've been there, right? <laughs> yeah, Ugh, me too. So um, to get her past that point where she was feeling um, very confident about what she was doing and knowing that she was going to be successful. So was you, she, was, sorry to interrupt. Was there a pivot point where she, where she was able to transform and move into? The yeah, room? there was. And it was, it was really interesting because um, we were on a Zoom call together. And I had her close and I had her close her eyes, which I often have clients do when we're working on intuition so that they could really drop down into their bodies. Uh, because for most of us, where we really feel our intuition is in our gut and um, or our solar plexus. And so we were going through that exercise and I was having her just just tell me about different options. And when she hit on that, I actually took a screenshot of it and sent it to her because she had the most blissful experience expression on her face. Her eyes were closed, but she was just beaming. And it was like, boom, that's it. That's the one. So. Congratulations. I can just, I can see you in process doing that. And I bet it's so much fun to watch it happen. It is. I love it. I really do. So Especially when someone's experiencing it for the first time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious to know a little bit more about that practice because I I'm also have a, uh, the chair of joy, obviously, and I carry it all around the country and I have a practice that I put people through and there's, and I record it oftentimes and, and I see instant transformation and it doesn't have to be days and years and months for like you yeah. said, three hours to make a decision about, you know, what to cook for dinner. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's an example. <laughs> But to take the leap, like sometimes even leaving right. corporate America, it doesn't have to take that long. So exactly. So who are you to, who are you as a leader that, first of all, the difference between happy and joy, would you say there's a difference first of all, or no? 
To me, it feels different. Um, joy is this just kind of bubbling up feeling. Um, I experience everything physically. So um, joy feels different than happy. Happy feels really good. Um, a very positive emotion. But joy is, is just this just bubbling up and you're just laughing and you know right um yeah I like to how do you feel it I I just describe it like this to all my clients because they can they they struggle with which one to be and I always just want to be happy and in the end that's all I want and if I could just do this then I'd be happy like those kinds of conversations so I, I put happy in this bucket over here which is fear depression worry uh, despair and um, depression, even I put over here, and, and happy is one of those as well. Whatever people got over here, um, okay. because just like all of these, we don't have to keep them around. They come and they go. Yeah, we all have a little of depression. We all have a little bit of fear. We all have a little bit of worry. You know, yeah. so it's not a big deal that happy also can come and go. Right. right? So if I, if I'm not feeling well, I might eat a big burger and 10 pounds of chocolate, and then I don't feel so good. And then I'm not happy anymore. And then I'll do it again. So it's kind of cyclical and it's fleeting joy on the other hand for you. Like I already know you have this sustainable, long lasting joy. Like it doesn't come and go even when Mm -hmm. you're sad or, you know, you're right. Tell me a little bit more about that. If you're do you yeah. have a practice every day uh, during the day or during the evening that you practice? Um, yeah, I actually meditate twice a day. I meditate in the morning when I get up. Okay. And um, I discovered this this book that a friend of mine has, um, and it's a series of meditations that I actually use to journal on after I do my meditation, and it's called Journeys to the Heart. And so there's a different one for every day. And so what I'll do is I'll do my meditation and then I'll read my little short um, story for the, for the day and I'll journal on it. Perfect. And it was, you know, it's there, it's always really good. It always helps me like really tap back in because we all get tired and sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning. Yeah. So yeah when you say when so what i'm learning is all these years i spent so much money on understanding and learning mindfulness and meditation and Mm -hmm. stillness and all the books and all the classes and all the recordings and seminars thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars right and then to discover oh my gosh if if i just put stop in my calendar three times a day and do this little practice that therein lies joy and i don't have to spend any money or go anywhere Exactly. Would you mind if I took you through our chair of joy process really quick? Not at all. I would love to. So my first question is where in your house is your chair of joy? Somewhere where you can get away and be quiet and not have anything bother any, any noises. It's actually more of the chaise lounge of joy. I love. <laughs> I have a sectional upstairs in our loft, which is oh. where our television and everything is. And so that would, it's my spot. I love that. Love that. Find it. <laughs> So the Chase Lounge of Joy is upstairs Chase Lounge of Joy. and it's somewhere that you can go three times a day, right? Yes. If you wanted to. Yeah. All right. So that's, yeah. that's kind of the key. Like a lot of people will say, and I do too, the log in the woods or the park bench down the street, but sometimes I can't get away to those, those chairs of joy for me. So I find something in my house that I can access 
my mm-hmm. joy instantly if I have to. So what mm-hmm. I do is I just ask people to sit in your chair of joy, pretend you are now and you, in your chase lounge and put your feet on the ground. And I just want you to kind of rub your feet back and forth and just okay. really sense that your feet are on your, on your legs and that okay. there's a carpet or whatever's underneath. So if people could focus just 10 seconds of your feet on the ground, which mm-hmm. the ground is very stable, like just feel your shoes or your socks or your, you know, your toes on the ground, whatever, mm-hmm. your sandals, and just feel them all around your feet for just 10 seconds. Go ahead and do that. Okay. I love this one too. Just take a couple breaths and then you don't have to close your eyes. I always just look around. I look out my window and I see mm-hmm. I have a lake out there or I see pictures on the wall or the books or my computer or my notes in my beautiful journal that I've been taking all day. Oh, that's pretty. And then listen, what do you hear? I ask people just to listen. I hear my Pomeranian snoring on his bed next to me. Beautiful. Okay, so that's the beginning of the process is to feel your feet on the ground, your butt on the chair, your arms and the the fabric Mm -hmm. is there and just listen and look around and then take one more deep breath. I want you to tap into one of your most joyful moments for me, Melissa. One joyful moment somewhere in time. Maybe you were young. Maybe it was yesterday. Something that you just felt like everything was clicking. Can you share that with me? Yes, absolutely. Um, my husband and I got married four years ago. Oh. And um, we we ended up having 16 guests. We didn't plan on it. We actually got married in Vegas. Um, we were out there for a music festival. He's a musician wasn't playing but we were there and then we I had found this beautiful little chapel and it was just perfect and um, so I just remember that moment of walking up to the aisle and my friends and and my little brother were there I could see him out of the sides of my you know out of my sides of my eyes and then you know, my husband, now husband was standing at the front and it was just such an amazing, amazing moment. Did you get married downtown Las Vegas? Yeah, it was pretty close to downtown actually. Oh, we got married downtown. That's so fun. We have that in common. All right. Yeah. One more time. That was beautiful. Let that kind of ooze through your, your whole, your bo- your bones from your head to your toe, all the way down to the, your feet on the ground, which we just okay. realized we're really on our body. So our feet are on the ground. We have one amazing memory of our, of our weddings. And let's just take one more deep breath. Okay. Let's go to another place, another time, anything joyful. And I always tell people that it could be the wind on your face. It doesn't have to be complicated or, or, you know, a major, a major event in your life. So what, what other joyful moment comes up for you? My first blue water dive in the British Virgin Islands. Ooh. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I descended and um, looked around and I was in the world's most immense aquarium with no glass walls and just beauty everywhere I looked. Mm. Same. And it's just otherworldly. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, so let's let those two memories ooze through your body. So you did your feet on the ground, you looked around, you listened, you were still, you were able to feel the chair, your butt, and then you did two amazing memories, one with your marriage in Vegas and the other was the blue water dive. So what mm-hmm. a great feeling. And did we just not raise the level of joy in your whole Absolutely. 
Yeah. So, we're going to take you a little bit further because you're very advanced in this practice. If you could okay. give the two uh, memories a connection word, what would that be? The the dive and the and the marriage. What would be the one word that would connect those two? Bliss. Okay. And would you say bliss is joy for you and joy is bliss? Yes. Yeah. Now, now we don't, we realize that CEOs don't understand this concept and how it affects the bottom line and productivity and team production and all of that. So if right. you could say something to, to CEOs that are listening right now on our shows about this journey to joy, this bliss that you feel when you take the, the time to sit still, what would you say to them? I would say that, um, getting in touch with whatever you want to associate with joy, but getting in touch with that feeling is expansive. And when you're expansive, you're open. And when you're open, you hear people. And when you hear people, you get ideas that you may not have thought of. And when you get ideas you may not have thought of, then you create things that you haven't created before. And when you do that, then your business grows and you're making more of an impact on people. But you have to, you have to be willing to expand to do that. And that's it. I love, I love that exercise because what a great way to start because you just expand and expand and expand and expand. It's beautiful. You said that a million times better than I did, but that's exact. My, my tagline is life experience through, uh, or life expansion through experience. So that experience produced life expansion. And in the end, joy is great. That's a cool word. And I love to talk about it, but mm -hmm. what I love more than anything, what gives me goosebumps for people, you asked me earlier what my joy is. Yeah. My joy is watching that happen i can imagine yeah we're wa watching people are like oh my god you mean right now i don't have to sit and worry and fear and chaos i can actually just go to my chair of joy and just freaking call up what's important and that's all that matters and then to ask them call up your whoever you just thought about and tell them you were thinking about them today and who was ever involved in that event or who was at that dinner or party or festival and yeah who cares about all that other stuff? Why, why do we let it pull us down and eat at us and stop us from the thing that we want to do when none of it matters and no one's thinking about us the way we think they're thinking about us? It's, just, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane what we do to ourselves. It is. So thank you for sharing with that experience with me. That was beautiful. I really appreciate that. And the, yeah. the conversation, I'm so glad we recorded this because I'm going to go back and quote you in some of our social media, if you don't mind, that would be really oh, well, thank you very much. No, I appreciate that. So tell me what you're working on and how we can help you, Melissa. Well, I am working on um, my own visibility and expanding my reach and not out of any kind of ego thing but because I want to reach more people and I want, I want intuition to not be shoved aside like it has been for so long. We don't live in a linear world. We just don't. And um, I believe that the time has come much in the same way that we're expanding to take in new ideas 
that we have to understand that not everything is linear. And so, um, you know, just just getting my just getting my message out there and, and just being able to reach leaders and say, listen, there's there's a different way to go about arriving at a conclusion or making a decision. And you certainly don't have to second guess yourself all the time. That's that's important to me. Why is intuition important to you? Did something happen or is it just like you said earlier that? Yeah, it absolutely did happen. Um, like I said, I've always been intuitive. I didn't know that I didn't know that I was different until I got into school. And then I realized that other people didn't necessarily um, think the same way that I did. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got into my business, uh, using my intuition to work with clients was not just natural. But when it came to making decisions for my business, I noticed that I wasn't using it. And I did some dumb stuff and I spent money where I didn't need to spend money. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, and, and I would make a decision and I go, oh, I hope that was the right thing to do. Oh, what, oh gosh, what if that wasn't the right thing to do? What if I should have done this instead of that, you know? And so it created a lot of anxiety yeah. in me. And then when I looked at my, my, uh, women clients and, you know, people that I knew that were also entrepreneurs and business owners and, and leaders and companies, they were doing the same thing, mm -hmm. second guessing themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, okay, I know that I have the ability to, to rely on my intuition to make good decisions about everything, not just working with clients. And so I wanted to share that. And I wanted to teach other women how to, um, how to do the same because it's just, a, it's such a miserable feeling to be in that place where, you know, you're just going, Oh, what have I done? So do you have a team that works with you or are you a client hunting on your own? I am a client hunting on my own. I do have a virtual assistant. Goodness. But um, yeah, so. And who is your ideal client? My ideal client is a woman entrepreneur or business owner or uh, a woman in a leadership role in an organization that is looking to, um, is looking to grow and to feel much more confident in the decisions that they're making and to speak up and not sit there quietly at a meeting when they have a great idea. Oh my gosh. You are going to tell so many amazing stories over the years. Anything else you'd like to, um, well, first of all, what was your takeaway from our, from our uh, conversation today? Well, I, you know, my biggest takeaway is I, I love the, um, I love the exercise that we did. Share of joy. Exercise. Because creating expansion is, you know, it, it, it's how we, move forward as a people. So uh, that was a huge takeaway. And I love that you actually have a chair that you take with you when you work with exercises, do these exercises with people. So I think my biggest takeaway was um, understanding that, that joy and happiness are two different things and remembering and, and really I'm remembering that. And that um, using those 
particular two memories that I picked out are ways that I can very easily tap into that feeling of joy. And I did a little neuro-linguistic programming trick while I was at it. So when I was thinking about those two memories, um, I, I put my left thumb on my knuckle of my second finger. And now every time I do that, I can bring that feeling back easily. Beautiful. Oh. So did you feel like you had goosebump moments? Like, was it? I did. Of yeah, definitely. So when's, definitely. The last, when's the last time you thought of your wedding? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess probably last week because I was talking about it. But yeah. So my husband and I have known each other for 30 years. Um, but uh, we um, started seeing each other about eight years ago and got married just a little over four years ago. It's four years in April. Okay, so. that's awesome story. And uh, we have the same thing in common. Mine's been 20 years and I think I've only been married four years as well. And we both got married in Las Vegas. So that's really fun. That is so funny. What is yeah. the website, Melissa Porterfield, that everyone can find you? Yes, it is um, www.silkmtn.com. Short for mountain, Silk Mountain. Yes. And uh, Leadership Vibe is coming soon. So there will be a hyperlink in my website to get over to that program. What is, what is, uh, so what is Silk Mountain's meaning for you? What, it, what was the reason for Thank that? Thank you for asking me that. Um, I couldn't figure out what to name my business. And it was two o'clock in the morning and I had an intuitive hit. Silk Mountain is the English translation of my father's family name. And, um, my dad was just the best. And so that's why I call it Silk Mountain. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on our show today, Melissa Porterfield. And uh, I learned something from you too, is to just remember to trust that intuition. And I look forward to learning more about your class very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure. I